Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. It is great to see you. My name is Bronson and welcome to church this morning. If you're a visitor, I just want to say to you, hey, we believe at Elevation that church is not an event to attend, but a family to belong to. And so uh, we pray that you would experience our family here today and that you would consider if you would want to join our family. Uh, We are in a series called I Am. Would you say it with me? I Am. Come on, say it again. I Am. And we're looking at the seven statements that Jesus made in the book of John about himself. They're statements that he made about his character, his attributes, uh, his divine nature, and I think it's great to see what Jesus says about himself, right? I think that if, if, if we want to know something about someone, how about we listen to what they say about themselves, then maybe what we think about them or what me might say about them. And so it's been a great series. This series has been a seven-week series. It's the longest message series I've ever preached, seven weeks. So I just want to get a vibe in the house. Are we enjoying the longer series? Show of hands, who likes the longer? Okay, how about shorter, like four weeks, three to four weeks? Anyone? Any hands there? Okay, we've got a couple of hands. How, how, two hands if you don't care. Four weeks, seven weeks, 26 weeks, one week. Okay, a few. All right, okay. No help whatsoever, but it's okay. Personally, I've really enjoyed this, this uh, series and just Jesus talking about himself. And it's a great reminder for us of who Jesus is. And maybe it's the first time you've heard these I am statements. Uh, maybe you've grown up in church, you've been in church your whole life, or you're a mature Christian, you're very familiar with the I am statements. I think it's always important for us to re-remember things that Jesus said, what it says in the Bible, to remind ourselves what God's Word says, because it's very easy for us to forget. Has anyone noticed that? Uh, If you've got kids, you'll know that, right? They forget what you tell them. And so it's important and it's good for us to remind ourselves just like we remind uh, our children. And so here's some of the I am statements that Jesus said, uh, the six I am statements so far. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. Uh, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Sometimes I give a recap on the messages. Too many messages for me to recap this morning. But if you miss them, you can jump onto our church podcast, get onto our YouTube channel. You can watch the messages there, along with the whole service, uh, the worship experience, and everything as well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time here this morning. Uh, God, we've come to meet with you. Uh, We want to encounter your Holy Spirit this morning. We want to be uh, led by you and guided by you. And so, Jesus, we thank you for that, that we're going to hear from your word right now, and you will speak to us in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Hey, we're going to get straight into it today. Last week, we looked at John 14. Jesus made the statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Just an amazing statement for us. There is only one way to God. His name is Jesus Christ. And if you missed it, you can listen to it. Towards the end of chapter 14, he talks about how God is going to send the advocate. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus goes, the Holy Spirit will come. And the Holy Spirit is going to teach us. He's going to lead us. He's going to help us to remember what the words of Jesus were while Jesus was on this life. And it's just amazing. God is in the Old Testament. His manifestation is through different miracles and signs and wonders. He then comes through Jesus Christ in a physical representation. He then sends his Holy Spirit when Jesus ascends to heaven. And see, Jesus, when he was on this earth, his ministry... 
He was restricted by a physical body. He could only reach a certain amount of people. He only was able to reach a certain geographical uh, region. Um, Someone was telling me recently, actually, that the nation of Israel can fit into Victoria, um, I think it's 10 times, 6 times. Gab, do you remember what that was? Was it 6 or 10 times? Gab can't remember, neither can I, but I think it was 6 or 10 times. Google that up. So, so Israel's pretty small. It's pretty small. And so then, but God comes in the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Now the Holy Spirit indwells every single one of us. And all at the same time, he ministers to every single one of us, speaks to us, leads us, teaches us, helps us to remember the words of Jesus Christ. And so the question is, when was the last time have we said, hey, Holy Spirit, teach me today. Holy Spirit, lead me today. Holy Spirit, and what I'm doing today, I want to hear your voice. I want to be led by you. I want to be uh, hearing you as you speak to me, reveal God's truths to me. See, one of the values we have at Elevation is we have a value that says that we are spirit-led. And that means that we are seeking God to lead us in our life for our guidance. You know, we're not looking at uh, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, We're not looking at uh, Deepak Chopra or any of these people. We're looking to the Holy Spirit to lead us in our lives. And so ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and to lead you, not just on Sundays. Hey, we don't just want to be Sunday Christians or led by God in the anointing of the presence of being in church. We want Him to lead us all through our week. We move on to chapter 15 of John, and this is where we're going to spend our time this morning. So please, if you have your Bibles, uh, open them up to John 15, uh, verse 1. Jesus says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He starts off by saying, I am the true vine. And God is the gardener. It's interesting here that Jesus doesn't just say that he's the vine, and we'll get to that soon, but he says that he's the true vine. And I think that's important for us because Jesus is making a distinction here. He's wanting us to understand something here. And so what exactly is the point that Jesus is making about being the true vine? Well, if we look in Scripture in the Old Testament, Israel is quite often referred to as being a vine. And in fact, in Psalm 80, it says this about Israel uh, being a vine. It says in verse 8, You transplanted a vine from Egypt. This is talking about the nation of Israel, the people of God. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it, and it took root and filled the land. So so the psalmist says, God, you took this nation of people and you, you they were a vine and you planted them into this new place and they grew and they and they were strong and they filled the land. And uh, if you read a little bit further on, which we're not going to today, but it, says, it talks about how they turned away from God and how they didn't obey God's commands and they were disobedient. So then they faced periods of devastation and, and, and disasters and all types of things because God withdrew from them. But then at the end of Psalm 80, It ends with the following prayer, which is a prophecy talking about Jesus. Verse 14 of Psalm 80. Return to us, God Almighty. Look down from heaven and see. Watch over this vine, the root your right hand has planted, the sun you have raised for yourself. Your vine is cut down. It's talking about Israel. It is burned with fire. At your rebuke, your people perish. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand, the man... The Son of Man you have raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from us. Revive us and we will call on your name. The hope of Psalm 80 is that God is going to come in Jesus one day. He's going to rest his hand on him. He is going to be the strong, true vine. 
that will never perish. It's a foretelling of Jesus. And so when Jesus says that he's the true vine, he's letting us know that he is the true vine. He's, he's replacing Israel. He's coming. He is going to be the vine upon which the fruit of God will come to pass, a different fruit than the fruit of Israel. Uh, Jesus continues in, in uh, John chapter 15, verse 2, uh, saying this, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. This is talking about the gardener who is God. For every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Uh, I'm no master gardener. Uh, I don't have many fruit trees in my backyard, but I have done a bit of gardening and I have done a little bit of you know, landscaping at a couple of different homes that we've lived at over the years. And uh, I've got all these different plants in my garden. I've got leucodendron. I've got different varieties of uh, Lamana, uh, Lamandra plants. I've got different varieties of um, Daniella plants. Uh, let me look down here. We're, we're stringier. I've got all these different um, succulents. We've got a big jacaranda tree in our front yard. I've got bamboo bushes along my backyard. And so I've, I, I know a little bit about plants, a little bit, and I, and I know a little bit about pruning them because you've got to get on top of them. And so I prune my garden about two times a year. It takes me all day. It's like a five, six, seven hour uh, on a Saturday. After, uh, morning, afternoon to prune these branches and wh what I know is this that sometimes branches in these plants or these hedges they die they die off and so I've got to cut those branches out because you know the, 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 the tree is trying to feed these branches but they're dead and they're taking up room that other uh, alive branches could have so I've got to cut those out and I put them to the side and then once I've got a big pile I, I call up my dad and I say dad I need you to come over can you bring your trailer we're going to take this to a load to the trip. You know, if I'm doing really, really well, Dad's like, he loads it all up and he says, oh, don't bother coming to the trip to the tip with me. I'll take it, bro. And I'm like, yes, that's what I hoped for. Um, oh, you guys are so like, that's a joke. You guys are so straight laced. Loosen up, guys. Hope Dad's going to take it. Come on, you've, have you ever done that? You ask someone to help and you're like, hopefully they do go above and beyond. Dad always goes above and beyond. He'll be watching this on the YouTube later on in, in, in Europe. Love you, Dad. Can't wait till you're back. But, you know, even the parts of the tree that aren't dead, they need to be pruned. And they need to be cut back at times. Because what happens, I've got these hedges that I've got running along the fences of my gate. And they start to go outside the, outside, the, outside the boundary of our property. So they start going to places where they shouldn't. So I've got to cut them back. And there's different. If you've got fruit trees, you know that you've got to prune those branches back so that next year they will grow again. There'll be new growth. There'll be new fruit that grows off those things, new buds, uh, new branches, and new fruit. And so... Jesus says that the gardener, God the Father, does the same to the church, to Christians. God's a gardener. Sometimes he cuts off, sometimes he prunes. And, and, and every dead branch attached to Jesus will be cut, cut off eventually. See, a branch needs more than proximity to the vine. It needs to be alive in the vine. And can I tell you today, church, you need to have more than just proximity to Jesus Christ. You need to be alive in Jesus Christ this morning, today. You need Him alive in your life. See, dead branches need to be removed to make way for alive branches. And I'm not sure that this points to us losing our salvation or anything like that. But what I do know is this. You're better off being alive than you are being dead and connected to the vine of Jesus Christ. And so likewise, every branch that is producing fruit God will prune it so that it can produce more fruit. So today in your life, if maybe you're going through a season where it feels like 
there's some pruning happening in your life. If you're going through a season where maybe God is speaking to you and he's asking you to address some things and he's pruning and he's cutting and it feels like there's pressure and stuff like that, maybe it's God pruning your life. Or maybe it's because you made some bad decisions and you're just getting the consequences of your decisions. But it could be God pruning or it could be your decisions. Who knows what it is? John 4 says this, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Does anyone here have any uh, plant, uh, fruit trees in their garden? Have you ever, maybe when you were growing up, your parents had fruit trees or something like that, or an uncle or an auntie or a, a nonno or a yaya or something along those lines, right? Yes, we've seen fruit trees in the, in the gardens of people's houses. You know, when you remove a fruit from a tree, let's just say you've got an apple tree or you've got a plum tree. We used to have plum trees at our house. You remove that plum, that plum it looks, looks, looks nice, right? It's nice and plump and it's delicious to eat. And so, you, you know, you look at that plum and, and it looks fantastic. But you, it, it, looks, it looks great. But, you know, the reality is as soon as you remove a fruit from a tree, it's no longer connected to that which was keeping it alive. As soon as you remove that fruit from that tree... It is now in a process of slowly dying. It will no longer grow anymore because it's been removed from the tree. And church, that is a great example for us this morning, uh, today, however you're listening to this. This is a great example for us when we think about our relationship with Jesus. The relationship that we have with God. See, just like the plum or the apple is picked from the tree, if we allow ourselves to detach from the vine of Jesus Christ, if we allow ourselves to be removed from the vine of Jesus, and how might that happen? Distractions, other priorities, uh, making something an idol in your life that should not be. You know, it could be anything, relationship, career, uh, sleep. It could be anything that you put as something that will detach you from the the vine of Jesus. Guess what? We are going to find that we will start to die spiritually. And we will wither spiritually because we are no longer connected to the vine, just like that plum. Finally, we get to the, today's main scripture that I want us to look at this morning. It's John 15, verse 5, and it says this, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are a branch. Come on, turn to the other person and say, hey, did you know you're a branch? The final I am statement of Jesus is the statement there. He says, I am the vine. See, the vine and the branch is another analogy that Jesus uses. And we've seen analogies that he's used all through this uh, I am series. He's talked about how he's the bread. He's talked about how he's the door. He's talked about how he is the light. He's talked about how he's the shepherd. All these things that are analogies for us to understand, to get a better picture of what God is like, what heaven is like. And he uses this vine and branch analogy. And it's a very rich picture of how God intends for us as Christians, as believers, to be fed and to grow spiritually. See, the vine is the source of all the nutrients that the branches and the fruit need on the plant. The vine provides all this. It provides the the food through itself and it carries all the water that is needed. And so... The branches must connect to the vine to receive the nutrients from the vine. Like, do we get that? It's pretty basic to understand, right? It needs to connect to that. And if the branch gets disconnected, 
it dries up and it dies. And so for the same way for us, if you believe in Jesus Christ this morning here today, and if you don't, we, we want to say that's fine. It's so great to have you here this morning. We, we Welcome to church. It is awesome to have you here. But if you believe in Jesus today, he is our vine. And that means that he is the one that provides us with all the spiritual nourishment, the spiritual food and water that we need. And through his word and his spirit, we can grow stronger and healthier, just like the branches on a tree or a vine get stronger or healthier through the vine, supplying it with, with food. And we can continue to have a close relationship with Jesus and we learn and grow in him and we bear fruit uh, in our lives that show Jesus alive in us. And it means that we become useful and productive and God's working through us and he's having his way and his plans and purposes are coming to pass and we are finding meaning in our lives. I want to just back this up a little bit uh, this morning. If Jesus is our, so Jesus, he's our vine and, and he's our spiritual sustenance and he's our source of spiritual nutrients. You know, I got to ask myself this morning, maybe you want to ask this as well, just reflect on this. How many times have I myself found myself in a situation where I take my eyes off Jesus as my source and I go and look to someone else or something else to be my sustenance? Like how many times have I, have I done it? How many times have you done it? We go look to a person or a relationship. You know, we maybe go look to our career or we go look to our bank account. We might look at our health and our fitness. We might look at, you know, we might look in the mirror and look at how, how beautiful or handsome we are. It might be a, a holiday or there's a new gadget or a toy or a piece of clothing or an experience and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these things. It's okay. I'm not saying that this morning. But what I'm saying is this, is that those things can't and won't feed you like you are looking for. Those things will never supply the need that you have, the sustenance that you have. See, only Jesus can feed you how you're looking for because he's the vine and we're the branches. He's the vine. He's your vine this morning. He is the vine and you're the branches. The branch is fed by the vine. And here's the issue that we need to face today. And, and I want you, if you're taking notes, to write this down. If you're not taking notes, uh, I want you to maybe consider, get your phone out to write this down this morning because, you know, I know what's going to happen. You're going to go out, have an amazing coffee, and then as soon as you walk out those doors, you're going to forget everything that's said here this morning. So write this down. Here's what we need to face Jesus up to this morning, church. We live our lives like we're the vine, and Jesus is just another branch of many on that vine. Like we live our lives as though we are the vine, and Jesus is just another branch of many on the vine of our own lives. See, we live our lives where we've got the branch over here of our children and our, our relationship, our marriage, our partner. We've got another branch over here, which is the branch of our career and everything that we're doing on there. And there's other little branches coming off there. There's another branch up here that's the branch of our health and all those types of things and food and how much we love food. And that's amazing. And there's, there's another branch over here. And this is the branch that we call the Jesus branch. And that's the branch that we've allowed Jesus and God to live in our lives because we are the vine. And we're grafting Jesus onto our life. But the scriptures say that he is the vine. And we've been grafted into his vine. 
See, there's a big difference there. And we, we think that we are the source of sustenance. We're the source of everything around us. We are the center. And it becomes all about us providing nourishment because we are the vine. And we wonder why we are spiritually tired. We wonder why we are spiritually worn out. We wonder why we've got spiritually powerless. There's no love. There's no peace in our lives. It's because instead of going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, you are my vine. I need your sustenance. We're over here trying to hold it all together in our own strength and in our own power. And it's easy to think that because we come to church and because we serve and we volunteer and because we tithe and because we uh, sing songs and do all these things and read our Bible, it's easy to think that we're connected to Jesus. But it could be that we are living our best life as our own vine, struggling and trying to do our best in life, but we're really failing because we're not connected to Jesus, just like the nation of Israel was struggling and trying and failing because they weren't connected to the one true God. And today, if this is challenging for you this morning, I want to let you know it's challenging for me. It was challenging for me as I wrote this morning, as I wrote this, this message during the week. I'm looking in the mirror and, and the question is, Bronson, am I connected to the vine of Jesus Christ? Or am I just allowing Jesus to be a branch on my own vine, my own life, that I have him over here? When really Jesus says, hey, I want to be all of you. I want you to be part of me. I want to graft you into my life. I want to graft you into my power, into my, to be a branch of my vine like he wants us to be. Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. He's the source and he's the center. Imagine if we lived our lives like that. Imagine if we lived our lives like that. We're like, Jesus, you're the vine. We wake up in the morning, Jesus, you're the vine. I'm the branch. Jesus, today, I'm going to have, there's going to be circumstances and situations, but I thank you, God. You've given me every sustenance that I need for the day. You've given me all that I need to get through what I'm doing through because I'm grafted to you, Jesus. I'm not doing this in my own strength. I wonder how our life and how this world and how this church might look different for us. The kids who come, that would be, that would be amazing. So here's the question. If we're to be connected to the vine, if we're to be connected to Jesus, how do we know if we're connected to the vine? How do we know if we're connected to Jesus this morning? Like, I think that's a good question, right? If we need to be connected to the vine, how do we know when we are connected to the vine? Well, Jesus tells us in uh, the second half of verse 5 in chapter 15. says, If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much food, fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus says, If you remain in me and, and I in you, you will what? You will what? Come on, you will what? One more time, you will what? You will bear much fruit. How do we know we're part of the vine of Jesus? We will bear the vine's fruit. See, how do we know an apple tree is an apple tree? Because there's apple fruit on it. How do we know that a a plum tree is a plum tree because there are plums on it. How do we know that a grapevine is a grapevine? Because there are grapes on it. We will know that we are part of the vine of Jesus because we will bear the vine's fruit. Question then is, what are the fruit, what are the fruit of being connected to the vine of Jesus? What's the fruit? What's the evidence of being connected to Jesus? Well, it must be coming to church. 
must be singing songs. Uh, it must be uh, praying. It must be doing all these kinds of things, right? Well, surprisingly, the Scripture doesn't say it's those things. It doesn't say that those are fruit of being connected to Jesus Christ. Here's what it says of the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Today, if you're in the vine of Jesus, these fruit will be operating in your life. See, I'm not saying don't come to church. We, we, we want you to be here at church because this is where we encourage each other. Iron sharpens iron. This is where, you know, we, Jesus speaks to us. We serve each other. But the Scriptures say the proof of being in the vine is actually in the fruits. To the person next to you, say, it's in the fruits. Not, not your fruitcake. It's, it's, it's in the fruits. Say, it's in the fruits. C is the fruit of love in your life. C is the demonstration of joy in your life. Is there peace that you bring to situations and environments that you walk into? Is there, is there forbearance, parents, patience? Jesus, I need patience for my kids. Is there patience? Is there kindness? Is there the fruit of goodness? Is there the fruit of faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? See, you can have all these other things. The Scriptures say, people will come to Him and say, Master, Master. Jesus will say, hey, I knew you not. They say, hey, we did all these things in your name. They say, hey, I knew you not. It's not doing in Jesus' name. Being connected to the vine is the fruits coming out of our life. Yes, we do things in Jesus' name, but we want the fruit coming out of us in our relationships, in our workplaces, in our church, where we walk, where we go. See, where we, when we go someplace, we're like, hey, you want to try this fruit? This is the fruit of what it is to be connected to Jesus Christ. Do you want to try this fruit? And the question is, is the fruit that we've got like a shriveled up, wizened old brown apple? You know, the ones that we've seen? You know, maybe we've left them in the fridge for too long or on the, on the, on the, on the, on the bench. Or is the fruit, the fruit there, it's beautiful. It's the fruit of Jesus. Is, is it there? Is it there in front of people for them to enjoy? See, these are the fruit of the Spirit of the vine of Jesus. And my question for us this morning is, are you a branch producing these fruits? I see, it's, it's, see it's, 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 it's not about having like a massive, delicious apple. What it's about is, hey, Jesus, is there a little bud? Is there a little bud? We're coming into spring soon. My garden, your garden, it's, gonna, it's been dormant during winter, but it's going to start to grow again. There's going to be little buds that appear. If you've got fruit trees, the fruit fruit. Uh, it's going to appear, there's going to be a little flower first, and then it's going to turn into a fruit. Is there a little bud? Is there a little bud in our lives that shows the fruit of Jesus? Is there a little baby, baby fruit growing in our lives? See, you can't produce this type of fruit on your own. You can't produce this on your own. You don't have the ability. Uh, your, your vine, the vine that we have, got, uh, church, all it does is it produces anger and strife and 
lust and impatience and harshness and evil and complaining. That's why Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. See, apart from Jesus, the fruit of your life is not the fruit that you want to be eating. Only in Jesus and connection to Him will you have the fruit that we need to produce. It's not in us to produce the fruit of Jesus Christ, but we can if we're connected to Him. Come on, does anyone here this morning want to produce the fruit of Jesus in our lives? Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, all those things. If we're connected to Him, if we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us, my prayer is that every single one of us today is producing the fruit of Jesus. We're all at different stages of our journey. We're all at different stages of our spiritual maturity. We're all at different stages along the way walking with Jesus. But every single one of us is connected to the vine. Every single one of us is a branch. Every single one of us is to be producing the fruit. As we finish today, Jesus said, I am the vine. He's the vine, not you. For some people this morning, that's a challenging word. He's the vine. You're not the vine. Jesus is the vine. We're a branch. He's the vine. The vine's not you. The vine's not your parents, the vine's not your partner, your spouse, the vine's not your career, it's not your bank account, your vine's not your health or any of these things. Jesus is, and maybe today there's some people here this morning and you just say, hey, Jesus, hey, Jesus, I need to surrender over this part of my life. I need to come before you and I need to surrender my life to you to say, hey, Jesus, you're the vine of my life. I've got it all mixed up. I've got it all around the wrong way. I, I thought that I was the vine and you were a branch, but no, you're the vine and I'm a branch. You need to re-surrender your life to Jesus this morning. See, we're simply branches on His vine and He wants to see fruit in our lives. Perhaps today you're not sure how to connect to the vine of Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it's quite simple. It's very simple. You just need to ask Jesus, hey, Jesus, I want to be part of your vine. Hey, Jesus, I want to be part of your vine. And what, hey, the way you do that is you invite him to be part of your life. Scriptures say that Jesus came. He died for us. Paid the price that we ought to pay. Why? So we could come in relationship with God the Father. So we could be connected to the vine, grafted into the family of God. And shortly I'm going to give people an opportunity, if you don't know Jesus Christ this morning, to invite him into your life. to be connected.